Hey, what's going on, everybody? You've reached Black and Saintly, the podcast. I am your host, Kenneth Green. On our podcast, we talk about the real and the issues that affect us as we try to become God's saints. Faith, family, and fun. That's what we're all about. So make sure that you're here each Friday for our new installments of our podcast. Y'all ready for the show to begin? Are y'all ready for it to begin? Alright, let's get it in. Hey, what's going on everybody? This is your boy Kenny G. And I am um, bringing to you guys the Black and Saintly podcast today. Um, I apologize first and foremost that um, last week it was um, not posted and it was because I was actually in the hospital last week. I had some um, low blood pressure and it was a pretty bad situation. Um, it was it was really bad, but uh, thankfully Heavenly Father helped me get through. And so we're 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 gonna get popping. We're we're gonna get in. So um, last week, um, our conversation we were going to um, last week our our goal. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys correct info. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I did post my article last week. Um, not my article, sorry. My, uh, podcast last week. I posted it on, um, it was late, but I posted it, and it was on sharing our faith. And, um, I want to wish all of you guys a wonderful and happy Independence Day. I just... I'm super ecstatic, um, for our country. Um, it is Independence Day. And I, I first, I want to say, um, to everybody that is in California, you're on my thoughts and prayers at this time in, in, in history. I heard about the, the earthquake earlier, and whether it's teeny tiny or, uh, one that is, you know, astronomical San Andreas style, her, you know, earthquake, it, it's still nothing to play with and nothing to go through, and I'm sure that you guys probably had some loss of life, um, loss and destruction of property and, and wealth loss, so no matter what, no matter how we feel about a place, um, we, we gotta be thoughtful of just the human family, and especially for Latter-day Saints, California has been something big for us ever since the days of, like, Brigham, and ever since, um, like, the Mormon Battalion, and everybody went out west, so, um, big, big time, um, feelings to y'all. So, today, um, today, 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 we are going to be talking about, um, 
add in flavor to our faith. Add in flavor. This is the flavor that you savor down here, neighbor. I don't know. That's from one of the movies. It's, it's probably demonic. So, uh, you didn't hear me quote it. I think it's like New Jack City or something. I swear, I think that it's like one of those. Um, but, anywho, um, I, I think that us as African American Latter Day Saints, we we have an ability to um, you know possibly just really throw some flavor up in our religion. Our religion it was started in 1830, and because it was started in 1830, um, a lot of the songs, the mood of sacrament meetings all those things are like throwbacks to those era I mean they really are they're throwbacks huge throwbacks to those eras and um and it's hard um I think that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints is changing in leaps and bounds it is becoming a worldwide church and there's a lot of people's stories that are begging to be told. Um, not just black folks, but I'm talking about just folks all around the world. And we have to really start thinking like a worldwide church. But unfortunately, a huge problem that we have with thinking like a worldwide or worldwide church is that um, uh, uh, still a majority of the upper echelons of the church um, are, you know, southern, I mean, southern Utah um, old white guys. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, don't don't get mad at me for saying what I said. Um, it is what it is. I I remember this past week, and I'm not going to even get into it, like, heavy, but one of my friends, actually, um, he wrote, he posted something on Facebook, and it was talking about, and I don't know if it was him, or someone else, but that person had, like, dreads or lokes, They, they really were lokes. I mean, I don't really think that white people really know. I mean, some of y'all, y'all young ones, y'all know what dreads are, but um, people in leadership, the older generation, they don't know what dreads and slash lokes are. And so he was talking about how in Utah somebody, and it might not even be Utah, I might have it twisted. Um, that's why I'm, I'm telling this preamble and this disclaimer, like from Trump. But, um,. A good friend of mine said that he was asked to um, be released from a ordinance worker position in the church at one of the church's temples. And if you don't understand um, what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints 
um, temple is. Temples are different than um, religious houses and chapels. We meet in Sunday uh, mornings or afternoons in chapels around the world. The 99% of um, the Latter-day Saint religion is practiced either in homes or in LDS chapels. Um, a very s small percentage of time, and that's for some and for others, um, that might be like retired, or they have a lot of, um, you know, spare time, etc., etc., etc. Um, some of these, uh, real people, they, um, we spend time in Latter-day Saint temples, and in Latter-day Saint temples, is where we perform our most sacred of ordinances. It is where we come, we feel that it is the house of God on the planet. And I'm not talking about just like how everybody want to say, Oh, church, I was up in the house of God up home this morning. Us black folks, like when they usually get testimonies over at like the Church of God in Christ or Pentecostal Church. Upon the Lord, I was upon this morning in the house of the Lord. No, we mean, as Latter-day Saints, we believe that temples are the literal houses of the Lord. When people walk in there, they're supposed to be holy. And everybody is not holy. And everybody is not perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. But you need to be doing your best to be walking the gospel. And that's what's asked of you. That's why we have um, cards before we go in there um, that are called Temple Recommends. And that's why you need one of those to go in there. We don't talk about what happens inside of there. Not because it's secret. And I know y'all anti-people gonna get tired of this line. But y'all just need to shush. Um, cause I said it too when I was anti. And I was anti for a minute. Um, it's not, it's, 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 it's secret. It's not secret, it's sacred. We as Latter-day Saints, we don't play with God. And there's just some things that we just really believe that are holy that we should take ourselves out of the everyday world we take ourselves out of everyday garments we wear beautiful all white garments and before y'all hater races get on my page before y'all get started it's not got nothing to do with purity or not purity Oh, wait, no. It does have something to do with purity or not purity. But it don't got nothing to do with white being right. Because, uh, one of my good brothers in the church, and if you want me to comment, and I will send you the link to his, um, talk that he did, where he showed how the Bible and other ancient, you know what I mean, ancient, I mean, like, Israeli, um, I'm not talking about 1948 post Israeli I'm talking about like Jerusalem taking it back to like try try eighty or, or earlier. Um but it it has something to do with trying to get us to focus on the Lord while we're in those houses and doing the things that we're doing there. And so the excuse that was given was that the Lokes were taking P 
people's uh, perspective away from the sacred ordinances that are supposed to be taking place there. And it's, it's major. It's, it's a major thing. And I'm on both sides of the fence. And I hate it that I'm on both sides of the fence. Because A, everybody been in the temple where somebody that maybe is just a naturally loud person that might not, you know, realize that they just stepped from the outside world into the house of God and don't treat it with reverence and so they're talking loud and you kind of pop your head around looking at them like they done lost their ever-loving mind. Well, that is, I guess, how some of the brothers and sisters at this temple were kind of feeling like the looks on this person was, um, like, taking away from the ordinance, from the, the, the sacredness of what was going on in there. And that's why, uh, that's the main reason why he was asked to uh, be released and I don't think that the temple president was wrong because the temple president uh, to me and in my not, I don't have no secret temple president book that tells me what they duties and responsibilities are I'm pretty sure it's in the red handbook that anybody anybody in the church can read as a matter of fact while I'm talking to y'all I'm uh, go in there and see if it is. Uh, I'm not sure if it is or not. If it is or not. Um, hmm. I wonder. I I don't believe that it is. I, I think that those brethren that are t- temple presidents, they are um, giving directions from the general authorities. So, I, I, I think that it is the temple president's duty to secure the building and also to um, make sure that that level of reverence, respect, and sacredness are kept paramount in the house of the Lord. So, I don't necessarily fault the brother. But... Here is where the Negro in me really starts, like, rubbing me the wrong way. The house of the Lord, we believe it is the literal house of our Heavenly Father. And we believe that we all, um, that it is a representation of what life is going to be like when we return to live with our Father in Heaven. As a matter of fact, and what I'm telling you, like I said, is not sacred. It isn't something anybody can, you know, go on LDS, oh no, sorry, Church of Christ.org and see. But we have a room there called the Celestial Room, which is supposed to remind us of the state that we're going to be in when we're living with our Heavenly Father. So here's the problem I have with this ordinance workers release and that is supposed to remind us or get us to think about what heaven looks like 
or is going to be like, shouldn't it have all of God's kids? Now, I'm not talking about the the blaspheming and the unworthy and the rebel rousers and, and those that are going to try to seriously detract from the house of the Lord. But this brother just loved God. And he just wanted to serve God in the house of God. He found solace like he should in the house of God. Temples are the house of God. So are we saying something by saying that this brother's hair is distracting so we're going to release him from being a ordinance worker? To me, like, what is that saying about what heaven is supposed to be like? And please, don't you sit there and start pointing fingers at me. I'm not getting anti. But what I'm saying is that that's the part that kind of hurts me a little bit. And it still shows me that, um, you know, the church. And this probably took place in Utah. I don't know where it took place, for sure. And there's probably all kind of, I mean, I know that there's lots of African-American members of the church that did not really appreciate that. And yes, people talk. Yes, black Mormons talk. Some of my best friends on this planet are black Mormons. And please believe it, we talk. Anything that has to do with either our church or our race or our country, we talk. People ain't gonna just keep that on the DL. And so, I think that instead of just thinking about this negatively, we need to think about how we can share some flavor positively. Um, I, I like people like uh, the Bonner family, who sung a lot on uh, Mormon Channel, um, who are singing, like bringing that gospel funk and flavor. Um, salute to Sister Bonner, Deborah Bonner. I love her. And I've never even met her. I met her son. Her son is amazing. Josh. What's up, buddy? If you're ever listening to me, love you. Um, I, I like, you know, people like Gladys tonight and the, you know, the B1 Celebration and Choir. I love folks like, you know, JTM, who are, they're not, he's not a rapper, but he's thrown down dropping some hot fire in utah i mean i hope that we got some coming from other places and definitely some that are not just black but i am proud to see some black utah mormons spitting spitting rhymes um I, i shout out to my buddy tom who is out here killing it for family search um helping africans and African Americans to be able to find our family history. Watching him on the LDS Worldwide Report each conference. I mean, almost every conference now for like the past couple ones. I've seen my boy. And I'm like, man, you know, that's so good that he's out there representing us like that. Like, there's ways that we can add flavor. You know, I I say some things sometimes at my word i'm nobody special i'm not i'm not special but i remember one time and y'all gonna kick me for this but um i was in i don't know where i was i don't know if i was um i think i was in a sunday school room or what i don't know where i was but i was the assistant ward mission leader 
and it had been a couple of weeks since our war mission leader had gotten released. So I was just kind of, you know, holding down the ship, like, you know, until the next, you know, one get called. And when I was told that I was being called as the next war mission leader, I said, y'all sure y'all got the right one? Because I'm straight mad niggerish. And I promise you, I think my bishop was there. I think the second counselor and the bishopric, he's now our first counselor, he was there. Um, our bishop, he's gone now. Not because of me. Thank God. He did his time. But, um, you know, the missionaries were there. War missionaries were there. And I was, and I, I said it. But then I realized what I said and where I was. And I wanted to retract it. I wanted to roll that mug back up my mouth. I mean, I wished, like, remotes. Like, everybody seen, like, um, Bruce Almighty. Not, maybe not Bruce Almighty, but the dude, um, Adam Sandler movie where he had the remote or whatever and was able to control the world or whatnot. I wish I had from Click. Yeah, that movie. I wish I had one of them joints. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to rewind. But people laughed. People laughed. I remember I was in a Sunday school class. And um, someone was talking about gangbangers. Now, I'm not hood. When I mean I'm not hood, I'm not a gangster. Not. I'm a peanut head church boy. That's me. Always been. I wanted to be hood. I wanted to be a G. Why? Because some of my best cousins I loved so much were gangsters. And I mean real up in real deal holy feel. Not no punks. No punk. No punk. They were real. And uh, somebody was wanting to say something judging them to uphold gangbangers. And I had to throw my hand up. And I think that the sister in the ward was like, you know, like, oh, you know, this is going to be good one because Brother Green threw his hand up. Now, please, when you understand that I live in a ward that is very culturally diverse. We actually, I am not the only African American. I was the first, but we're not, no, sorry, there was one before me. I apologize, but he's, he's went on to be with our Heavenly Father. But, um, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I, but I was going to stand up. And I said, well, sometimes gang members are gang members because they want to be gang members. And sometimes gang members are gang members because that's where they come from. And sometimes mistakes and bad choices leave them hardly any options. Now, all my family that I looked up to that were hood, they turned their life around. They all got jobs. They all got kids. They married. They ain't got no outside... Well, I can't say they ain't got no outside children. But, actually, they got married late. So, all the children they had was before they got married to their current spouses. But they're even, you know, they even have kids now. And they are loyal they're loyal to their wives. They don't cheat. I mean, they don't. They don't do drugs. They're great people. I wasn't gonna sit here and let people bash gang members without understanding the problem. See, that's me adding flavor at my local congregation. Um, one last thing. Oh, 
the B1 celebration. I was uh, super uber duper uber excited about it. And I wanted to share flavor. So I told folks, I was like, we're going to show it at the church. Because um, I got permission to. And I was like, so we're going to show it at the church. And then, like, beforehand, we're going to have food. Um, if you know how to make soul food, make it. If you don't, go to somebody that do or a restaurant that do and get some and share it or just bring yourself and just enjoy. And we didn't have very many folks show up. But it was one of the most amazing times. One of my good friends, a good sister in our ward, she told me straight up, she was like, I don't know how to make soul food. But here's some cases and cases and cases of Popeye's chicken. And I was like, yeah, you got your black card, because uh, black folks, we mess with Popeye's. We messes with some Popeye's. Uh, but, you know, I made um, greens. I made um, beans. I made barbecue. I mean, we had different people, and we didn't have a whole lot of people. Like, I could count them probably on two at tops, three hands. But it was a good time, and I was able to share my culture and people were able to really get into that. Every time we talk about family history, people love it because I'm able to tell them my stories and about my family, and it builds people up. So wherever you are, don't be the negative. Be the positive. And if you encounter negative, like that brother who was asked to be released, um, I think that he went along with it. And if he did, right on. God bless you, bro. Because I think that you really show how much you cared about the house of God over um, trying to make a point. I mean, yeah, if this was like Selma in 1950s, then I would say, burn that book down. But no, this ain't the time, it ain't the place, it ain't the era. That person, you know, you, you, you walk away and you took it like a champ. And you took it like a child, a Heavenly Father. And I bet you that someday somebody's going to tell testimony down the road about your story. About how you faced that and you killed it. Anyways, God bless you guys. Um, I hope that you guys are there with us next week. Um, next week we will be talking about the Genesis group, which is a... Um, just an amazing, amazing organization. I can't wait to talk about them. So anyways, God bless. Be blessed.